Hey friends, looks like you clicked on our awesome podcast, which is just two best friends talking about nerdy stuff, interesting stories from their lives, and reading and reacting to fictional stories found on the internet. But as with most things found on the internet, this podcast is absolutely not for children or some adults. You have been warned. Hey, welcome back to Argle Burgle. My name's Mike, and today we're going to finish the murder mystery party at the Haggard Mule. Uh, Tyler is about to take his character Thorn upstairs to investigate the room of the recently deceased Balsigius. So stay tuned and see if you can guess who the murderer was before the end of the episode. Was Tyler right? Are you right? Is there a greater mystery afoot? Let's find out. Go investigate the room. Um, there's been a bath drawn. The water looks a bit dirty, a little bit murky and gray. Um, and the bed's been slept in a little bit. There's a lot of like wardrobes filled with fine silk. But on the nightstand, glowing, if it helps at all, uh, okay. <laughs> appears to be Balsigius's diary. Mm. Um, I will read it. <laughs> Uh, is there a page torn out? No. Good okay. question. Okay, but... I, I will read it. That's a very good point, actually. There's no pages torn out. However, as you open up the journal, a bunch of uh, slips of parchment seem to fall out. They seem to be hmm. some kind of IOU notes. Um, like, okay. to Balsigius. Not he owes other people. That other people owe him. Um... The very last few pages of the journal actually seem to be something like a ledger. Are there any names on the IOUs? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, there are all people we haven't really discussed yet. Um, they, it's just okay. more general. And the IOUs are less about money and more about favors and objects and things. Okay. Um, so, shall I read the journal? Uh, yes, please. Okay. Ooh, I just got to meet such an interesting cleric talked about a need to secure donations for the church uh some cause of some sort Mm. the donations have been lost by a bit of bad luck apparently something i could take great interest in i sure hope nobody thinks the old man has anything to do with it but it sure would be interesting if they did uh, on another page, these are kind of haphazardly in the journal, I want to point out. It's no indication ex- of exactly when this might have happened. He didn't date them. Okay. Um, I do have a question before we move on. Yep. Um, in between the time that he talked to um, the clerk This downstairs. is not from today. Okay. Um, he didn't go cool. back upstairs at any point. <laughs> okay, that was my question. Oh, it's important to note, when a half-orc offers you her neck, it does not mean it's a frisky time. Uh, It's not an invitation. It's actually supposed to be a sign of peace. Um, Do not make a mistake in the future. Do not attempt to give a hickey to a half-orc chieftainess. The next entry... um, So these did happen chronologically, I'll say, but not particular dates. Okay, cool. 
Oh, while leaving my meeting at the half-orc Camp Fortuna, I ran into a ranger of the wilds. She had dozens of pelts, and uh, an idea sprung to my head. I told her my woes about being set upon on the road by a ravenous beast. You see, this ranger seems to have quite a knack for hunting, and I told her that a displaced beast had been struck in with some rabies and had been savaging my tent, and I had to run away. The fine ranger went out and found the beast and slew it, and she just said she wanted the meat. I was able to take the pelt, and I paid her for her services. Thankfully, this country bumpkin doesn't realize displaced beast hats are all the fashion in town these days. I think I've made a pretty penny here. And... Uh, the next one is... I'm gonna have to make my way into the Haggard Mule. What an interesting little establishment run by an interesting old woman. Uh, Frank is not old, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Favors were arranged. She'll take care of me for a few days. And I shall lose all interest in her business. But I'm sure she'll need help again soon enough, and won't that be interesting? And uh, that seems to be the relevant journal passages. Okay. Cool. Is there anything else in the room that I would notice? Just the murky dark uh, bathtub. Okay. Um, Is there any, like, um, like a sheath of any sort that a dagger would be in? No. Any weapons at all? No. Uh, musical instruments. Yeah, uh, there's a fucking mandolin on the bed. <laughs> okay, that doesn't matter. Cool. <laughs> there's pubic hair on the mandolin. Make of it what you will. <laughs> I recently had sex. Good. Uh, okay. Um, so that's that's pretty much all there is in this room. I've kind of I've combed every inch. Yep. Okay. All right, well, I will make my way back downstairs, uh-huh. and I will I will take the journal with me. Okay. Oh, okay, oh so... I'm sorry. I forgot to mention something. Okay. It's not a clue, really, but upstairs, right. everything was weird. You ever play Minecraft? Yeah, yeah. You know how square everything is? Yeah. That's what upstairs was like. Okay. It was very bizarre. Interesting. Many things were extremely flat. It was very bizarre. Like, most of downstairs is normal and homey. Upstairs was very flat. This has no bearing on the murder, I want to make clear. <laughs> but upstairs is weird. In in the rooms, okay. like, everything else is one big room, basically. Except for the area right. behind the bar is, like, a little bit of a kitchen area. Everything on the ground okay. floor is mostly normal. The upper level is weirdly flat. It's bizarre. Weird. Okay. Cool. Okay. It has nothing to do with the murder. <laughs> But I forgot to mention it, and it's important, kind of. Okay. For scene setting. Like, it's low poly. It's like, it's like not a lot of polygons upstairs. It's, it's weird. Downstairs, like, everything on the ground floor is more normal, but the walls are super flat, and upstairs is super low poly. It's bizarre. Okay, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach um, the, the reverend. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Relvin. He he's not a reverend. I didn't mean that. He's a cleric. He like he literally is a spell yeah. casting cleric. Yeah, I I knew I knew his name started with R, so I was like the reverend. I'm oh, sorry, Relva. Relvo. Yeah. As you find him, he seems to be like cleaning up the the tavern a bit. Like he's setting chairs right. 
Um, okay. He he's, seems like he's swept around a little bit. He's gathering Being like respectful. the cards and dice that were used for gambling, seemingly with like great, like he's holding it far away from his body. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to ask him, does he frequently visit this establishment? Ooh, uh, inns, uh, no, I typically don't uh, travel to inns very much. Um, mostly here because of the poster. I uh, I thought uh, maybe Balsigius might uh, spare a few coins for the poor, that kind of thing. And have you had any contact with Balsigius before? Or was this the first time meeting? I've previously tried to get Church donate, you know, pass the hat to him, so to speak. Um, uh, he has helped a little bit in the past, but, um, you know, the church always requires a little bit more. Of course, of course. You're doing great work. You need the money to support it. I appreciate it. Uh, Tear protects. Um, have you encountered anybody else that is in the room? In your congregation or uh, just out in your travels? Uh, Does anybody look familiar? Have you had any interactions with them? I've seen a Frink in town buying supplies before. And uh, I mean, Kextan has been with me since day day one, you might say. Okay. Um, what about Frank? Have you had any real conversations with them? Frank? No, I've, I've bumped into them in town. I, I've seen them at uh, church services occasionally, but... Uh, uh, I wouldn't say we're, we're friends or anything like that. Okay. And they seem fine tonight? Nothing seems weird? I mean, yeah. Besides the fact that... <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so you say he's given donations before. Um, how, you know, without getting too specific, I guess, how, like, is it big donations, small donations? Uh, who can say? Um... I gave out the receipt for that a long time ago. Um, I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, do you see to all donations yourself? Is it, or does anybody else count the donations? Typically, it is me. Typically, I'm in charge of a lot of the donations. Um, I'm not the only person that has access to it, but um, I spend a good part of my time going out and securing more okay. and uh, servicing the community and. Uh, the surrounding provincial area. Gotcha. Um, has, in your last meeting with uh, Mr. Bloom, um, did he give you any information, or did he just give you money and move on? What was the interaction like? Um, he asked me a bit about the goings-on with the church, um, we, we wanted to know exactly how much money we'd need. He was interested in where the money went when we spent it, and, uh, he, uh, gave us a donation. Was it a big donation? That's up. I remember him as being a good donor, so I, 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 it must have been pretty good. I can't re recall exactly how much it was, but I suppose it was pretty large. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I respectfully tip my hat to him and say that I am going to ask a few questions to other people. Oh, thank but you. Stay close. Seer protects. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's actually fucked up that you said that because you're not a, uh, ordained. Pretty weird. Um. Uh. Okay. I'm gonna go talk to. Um. 
the one that stopped me. Rev, what's his name? Kirk Kickstan? Kirkstan? Kickstan. No, you got it. Kick, Kickstan. Kickstan. Cool. Kex, <laughs> Kickstan. Kickstan. Kick. Kickstan. Kek. C K E X D A N. All right. Uh, hey, Kickstan. Um, hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. Uh, <laughs> um, Any uh, just a few questions? Uh, there's there's a few that could possibly be. Yeah. Um, but I'm asking everyone questions just to kind of narrow down the the pool, you know. Yep. Um, yep. have you had any interactions with uh, Mr. Bloom in the past little while? Um, not directly. No, I, I've uh, accompanied uh, Relva while Relva has uh, approached him before, but um, I don't think I've spoken to the man directly in my life. Okay, and uh, when he's been with Relva, has has it been um, good? Yes, um, yeah. it, it's. Uh, it, while I, I don't think he is a completely pious character, uh, he has been respectful to uh, the Elder. Okay, that's important. Have you had any interactions with anybody else in the bar previously to tonight? No, um, we don't typically make our way out into the country very far. Not. It's easier to um, preach about Tyr to a, a small village, um, we, we don't really try with the half-orcs. We re- respect their boundaries and their land. Mm. Um, and, and trying to single out a, a, a ranger in the bush is a bit difficult to do. So typically we stick to more settled areas. Um, Frink, of course, okay. we've seen uh, at this establishment or in town when we've been uh, taking a rest here or um, uh, seen mm-hmm. her in the city. Right. And what is your... Initial judgment of Fink. Frink? Yes. I mean, that's what I said. <laughs> I mean, she runs a den that allows gambling, which is distasteful. She sells yeah, whiskey. Yeah, it's gross. Awful. Um, yeah. Detestable stuff. Um, so these are not great things, but as a person i she seems to treat everyone with respect and in her own way she's giving back to the community by being i i watched her like handbag more change than she received for a specialty drink tonight she's just awful with money which is in its own way its own kind of charity so maybe it balances out hmm. interesting okay i think she's illiterate frankly <laughs> Like it's coins, right? Like it's not like you need to read the. Va- <laughs> she, it's like counting just doesn't work. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so kickstand, uh, in previous um, dealings with Mister Mister Bloom, um, was he ever disrespectful in any way? No. No. Okay. Not and really. uh, has he has he been drinking in front of you before? He was drinking tonight. It looked like he was drinking wine. But not before tonight. Never a time before tonight. I mean, I I yeah, I've seen the man drink before. Yes. All right, thank you Kickstand. That's all I uh that's all I have right now. I'll take care. But uh I appreciate your time. You go get him. I'll do my best. <laughs> All right. Uh, can I inspect like 
behind the bar or is that like a no-go uh, zone? Like Frank is kind of just like, she's been polishing the same mug for like a while now. <laughs> just like, she's like <laughs> just waiting for somebody to solve it. Like seemingly okay. everybody is except you. Um, right. seems like everybody else is content to wait. Mug bar is the only one that seems a little bit impatient about it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. I, yes. Come behind the bar if you want. doesn't matter to me. All right. Is there anything, anything back there? Like, any sort of uh, sword holder, uh, charcuterie holder. boards, bottles yep. of uh, whiskey, beer, and wine, and uh-huh. a few knife blocks. A lot of the knife blocks are missing knives. Okay. Um, is there anybody else back there? Like nothing hidden? No. No hidden doors or trap doors or anything? And there's a wheel of cheese. Okay. Does the cheese look poisoned? <laughs> I mean, all blue cheese kind of looks like it's poisonous, don't it? <laughs> all right, cool. Um, okay, I'm going to go back to... What a question. <laughs> I am going to go back to Mugbar. Yeah. And I just say, uh, you know, uh, hi, Mugbar. Uh, Hello. I've I've recently gotten some, some new information. Oh. And uh, just wanted to ask you a few questions again. The cross-examination okay. begins, huh? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so has Mr. Bloom been in your camp before? Yes. I already told you that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not a very good lawyer. This is my first time. <laughs> I'm just a simple monster hunting lawyer now. <laughs> And uh, what is your what's your camp called? I went to the Witcher School of Law <laughs> practice. <laughs> Top by one Geralt Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell you about the bar exam at Witcher U is a balance bar, and they're swinging swords at you. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> what oh was the question? <laughs> What was the question? <laughs> uh, what is your what's your camp called? Uh, Fortuna. Fortuna. Okay. Uh, not Fortuna. Just to be clear, not like Castle Fish. It's Fortuna. <laughs> like good luck. Right. Gotcha. I love it. That's a respectable name. Thank you. Did you did you come up with it or? No, I mean it's been there for generations. Okay. Uh, are you? High up in the ranks of your camp? Yes. Good to know. Okay. Yeah. You, you, these did letters I... you were so fascinated <laughs> with earlier. Yeah. Uh, did I ask you anything about your family? No. Okay. I'll put the letters <laughs> away. <laughs> I guess that's not no, matter. I guess it doesn't matter. Read the letters. What? What? Uh, what? What exactly is in your letters? Is this important to? Like, uh, I seen you reading letters earlier. Um, I assume it has something to do with your camp. Yeah. Um, he reads out the letters. Um, it's basically like there's so little script on it. It mm-hmm. basically looks like an eye exam chart. Like each like character is like separated and there's lots of room between them. And it basically okay. says, go to city. You know what to do. And he's like, mm. I was asked by my tribe to come to the city to secure trade agreements uh, for some supplies that we run low on out in the country that we can't secure for ourselves. 
So I, being trusted, went to the city to see if I could get a good deal or what other opportunities we might have to secure these resources. Mm -hmm. And then this one is a love letter from my betrothed. You're not going to read that one, but that's what that is. That's fair. I understand. Um, what, what type of goods are you looking for? Lots of nails and things like little metal bits that just make building a little bit easier because we can always use, uh, like rope to tie things together. But sometimes you just want a good nail just to like keep the boards up. Of course. Of course. Um, so I do have a question. Um, the last time has Mr. Bloom been in your camp? I, did I ask you that before? You did. And, and I said, yes. And I, yes. we didn't have a good time. Right. No good. Not a good time. Um, while he was in your camp, um, did he disrespect someone that you like? <laughs> okay. You're asking if I have motive to murder this guy, right? Uh, yes. I'm sorry, is it gauche to point out what the detective's doing? All right, come here. And he, t- he takes you over to the body. And he, like, he really roughly, he does not seem to care about this corpse at all. He, right. he grabs That's the body fair. and, like, gas, gas escapes the corpse. He's so rough with his How handling. <laughs> and he grabs the corpse by the hair and he really holds it up. contaminating the... Uh contaminating the evidence i mean yeah what were you gonna get prince this is fucking this is medieval times pal <laughs> he grabs the corpse um by the hair and he points and he says feel the hair uh, okay i rub the hair um your hands come back with black um stuck to the fingers it's tacky and it's gross that mm. is tar okay he uh did an unspeakable, shameful thing to my betrothed and mm. to uh, basically dishonor him for his action. He was tarred and feathered by the tribe. Um, he, our debt's done. He didn't take it as far as he, like, it, it wasn't so far as to be completely criminal. Otherwise, he'd be missing fingers or a hand. But, um... He was kicked out and uh, made a fool of. Um, our debt with him was settled then. We, I, I didn't know he was going to be here today, but I just didn't want to get struck by lightning or grabbed by a banshee while out on the road tonight. Right, that's fair. And when you did see that he was here, um, were you angry? I mean, I didn't like seeing him. I think he's a pompous asshole, but like, I didn't want him dead. Like, honestly... Have you ever hated someone and got to see them tarred and feathered? I don't think therapy can compare to the joy you'd feel from that. So, do I like the guy? No. Did I think he was ever going to do it again? No. You know? Yeah, that's fair. I uh, I understand. Um, Okay, well, thank you for being honest. Uh, I appreciate your time. No problem. You may put the body back on the ground. <laughs> Unceremoniously <laughs> releases uh, Balsigius' Bal- corpse. Just just thump. Yeah. Leg snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but it's bad. Uh, okay, I'm going to go talk to uh, Sika again. Yep. Uh, hello, Sika. 
we Hi. meet again. Yeah. Last time you met Mr. Bloom, mm-hmm. um, did you do a task for him? I did. What do you know? What do I know? Yeah, I mean, I thought we already kind of talked. About yeah, but uh, what was uh, what was? Can you go into detail about the task? It's embarrassing. I'm a ranger. I try to look out for wildlife. I try to keep everything in order. Do I kill animals? Yes, I kill sick animals. I kill old animals. And I sell pelts to make a living to replace things that I can't just find in the wild. And so when this pompous fuck told me that he lost all his blankets in some kind of weird misunderstanding with the orc. And he was being savaged by wildlife on the on the road. And there was a rabid displacer beast. Do you know how many things mm-hmm. a displacer beast can kill when it gets a mind to? Do you have any well, idea how everything. powerful these creatures are? Uh, yeah, I have a little bit of an idea. And this fuck <laughs> told me that this creature was sick. And I put it down. I snuck up on it and I fired three arrows into it. Which, it's a fucking displacer beast. I Thank you. It's a fucking impressive feat. Mm-hmm. And it was dead before even it knew I was in the area. And I skinned it because I didn't want anything to go to waste. And he he says, oh, okay, do you really need that skin? Oh, I need skin because I don't have a blanket because I lost it to the orc camp or whatever. And I said, it's fine as long as I could take the meat and make something useful out of it. And he he seemed like, oh, that was fine. And I he, he gave me the money that he had in his pockets for it. And then I come in the town as I'm coming into town I see these fucks walking out of town wearing top hats made out of displacer beasts and it shimmers in the air when you look at it I asked them where they got it and they said this fuck sent it ahead of them on the road and he's, he's sold it to the fucking haberdashery so that people could have fancy hats he lied to me when I when I dissected that when I butchered that animal I knew it wasn't rabbit I had I been more careful i might have noticed he fucking tricked me into killing a beautiful part of nature so people could wear some fancy fucking hats so mm-hmm. i took the money he mm-hmm. gave me and i came here and started to tab okay that is a despicable thing to do and uh i agree with you the displacer beast is a majestic animal and i'm sorry that you had to do that she kind of looks you up and down and sees like your notebook and just your whole vibe and she seems like she really appreciates that so she dumps some of her whiskey mug into your mug and clinks a glass or clinks the mugs as a cheers perfect thanks is this from the bottle that i gave earlier or is this from uh i mean she had some already it's kind of all mixed together okay great (laughs) it's definitely poison in that bottle Perfect. Thank you, Sika. Um, I'm going to move back to um, Frank. Yeah. And we are going to have a chat. Are you threatening my poor Irish bartender? (laughs) (laughs) No, not threatening. Just uh, I sit down and uh, I just say, you know, um, this place is, is an interesting layout. Did you design 
the whole bar yourself? Some of the building was here when I bought it, and I uh, brought in some folks to uh, help expand it. It was all, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, it, it was all kind of one floor, and I thought maybe I could make a little bit more money if I opened up some rooms on the second floor that I could rent, uh, you know, okay. be a proper innkeeper on the road. Uh, before the rooms right. were kind of down here on the main floor, and it was a little bit more cramped. So I moved everything upstairs. Um, it was pretty shoddily constructed, frankly, but it's uh, yeah, that neat, makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, why is it so weird upstairs? <laughs> they they had the straightest boards I had ever seen when they constructed this place. It was bizarre. <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty good. I don't know if they magicked the wood to make it that way, but. It wasn't just like sawed logs. It was all planed and smooth and straight. It's yes. Yeah. Okay. The angles Did are you very get the wood from... interesting. <laughs> yeah, the angles are very interesting. It's very different contrast from upstairs to downstairs. Um, was any of this wood from Mr. Blue? No. Okay, that's good. So Fink was pretty, uh, pretty honest earlier, actually, and doesn't really give me a lot. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Think, Tyler, think. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Uh, so out of out of character here now, I got a few questions. Sure. Um, when I'm ready to, like, figure out who it is, is it clue style? Do I have to be, like, you know? Yeah, you go to the door and you talk person? to Varian. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, all right, I'm just going to, like... Talk it out a little bit, I guess. Varian starts uh, feeding like, a noose under the door. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm just going to kind of talk out my thoughts a little bit. Yeah. Um, so this is not me accusing anybody, but this is just me talking. Okay. So Sika obviously has, it's her dagger. She's been here a while. Um, she's been passed out according to everybody else. Yeah. Um, honestly, the cleric, uh, Relva and, uh, Kextan, they don't really, I really don't think they have anything to do with this. They haven't really given me enough to think that it was them. Um, Mugbar, I mean, it could be him, but honestly... Uh, you know, he's been pretty upfront about the tarring and feathering. So, I mean, that is kind of... <clears throat> Honestly, I'm thinking it's Frank. Because it all kind of fits. Like, she has... I can't fully get her motive. Um, What's the... Other than... What did the note say? Uh, the debt. An unforgivable debt your debt will never be forgiven his, his debt is unforgivable i'm sorry yeah. i guess i'm his debts are on his debt is unforgivable i'm sorry if uh i'm spoiling anything i'll shut up actually no 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 that's good um his debt is unforgivable what did he do i mean obviously his debt with the orc um but the orc still had his dagger i mean mugbar could know that sika goes to camp and she he could know that she has a dagger so it could be him he could have lied don't tell me if i'm right or anything but my like i'm thinking think frank 
just because she's so good with knives. Um, I mean, she throws them. So she she could have stabbed him from she, anywhere. That's what I'm saying. She could have thrown it from behind the bar. Okay, back in game for a second. Yeah. Would would it ha- like if she was behind the bar when it all happened? Would her throwing the knife? Would she have to be? Would she have to move in any way? Would she be behind him where he was standing? He was kind of at an angle to the bar. Um, like he was. So the bar is behind. The hearth is directly in front, and there's kind of a few tables scattered around. Um, okay. She would have been kind of behind, but he would have been moving, presumably, when the lights went out. So it's not inconceivable that she could throw uh, a knife that could end up in his chest. Right. And she can clearly do stuff without looking is also a big indicator here. So she can throw the knife. She doesn't have to look. She has great aim. Uh, Sika was passed out. Easily could have stolen the knife from her. I mean, I tried to wake her up and there was nothing. But I can't. I'm not 100% on the motive yet. The motive is still more so with Mugbar. Hmm. It could be a uh, a conspiracy and they all took a turn. <laughs> It's a real, yeah, it's a, everyone done it. Or he killed himself uh, dramatically because he's a little attention whore. That could also be fully it. Honestly, it could be a complete twist, and I have a different personality, and I did it. Oh, my God. I haven't God. asked myself anything. You're beyond reproach, too. Nobody's come up and interviewed you. It's wild. Exactly. The deputy badge means you didn't do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um honestly, it might be just a like a gut thing at the end here. I feel like yeah, like I feel like I've asked a lot of the question. Is anybody looking like kind of suspicious? Anybody looking weird? Is anybody like does anybody Sika, look uneasy right Sika now like they want to leave? Because she is staring at her bloody dagger. Well, the dagger that right. she says looks like hers. <laughs> That's fair, sticking yeah. like it, well, it's in the hand of um, of uh, uh, Balsigius. Um, so she's, I mean, she's upset because the murder weapon looks like it's hers or it's pinned on her. Right. Um, Mugbar looks frustrated because he's locked in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frank doesn't seem to really care a whole lot. Like other than like how this is like this might be disruptive to her future business, but as a shitty business person, she probably hasn't really let that sink in yet. Right. Uh, Relva is kind of upset just because somebody died. He's not. He's like he's trying to busy himself with work, but he is upset that somebody died. He looks upset by it. Kextan. He's kind of rough and tough. He's not super bothered by the like the fact that there was violence. Um, he, it's just this whole place is very distasteful for him. He looks, you know, he he looks like he's smelling something bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Balsigius um, looks dead. <laughs> he looks dead, or yeah, he looks dead. <laughs> Can I check him? Is it like a saw thing where it's all just a game? Man, he's looking. <laughs> Can I check he his looks pulse? a lot like a corpse. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, I'm gonna go to each person again. 
um, and I'm just going to ask them if there was, if, if, um, oh my God, what am I going to ask? What the heck am I going to ask? Murderer says what? Figure out this note. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to ask all of them if Balsigius has crossed him in any way. I know that Mugbear, 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 um, he tried to kiss his, his wife. So I do know that one. Um, let's ask the other, other ones. Um, Frank says he, uh, he lent me money. Yeah. Sika says, um, he made me, he, he convinced me to kill, uh, an animal in my domain. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Mugbar says uh, he made uh, moves on uh, the chieftain's daughter, my betrothed. Uh-huh. Yep. Kextan says, I never really dealt with him. And uh, Relva said, ah, he's given me donations in the past and he's, he's never done anything to me. Okay. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, can I... <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I like approach each one and read the passage from the diary that kind of matches them and kind of uh, gain some information that way? Sure. Do they do anything weird? Do they say anything weird? Who do you start with? Um, I'm going to start with uh, Mugbar. Yeah. Uh, kissed Mob uh, or tried to try to make moves on uh, Mugbar's betrothed got tarred and feathered for his troubles. Mugbar looks kind of like mad at having to hear about it again, but like shrugs it off by the end. Okay. Who's next? Um, Sika. When Sika hears about, uh, basically in his words, how, like how easy it was to trick her. And all he had to do was like lie to her about this. Um, she, actually looks like she's gonna cry and starts drinking her whiskey okay she's very upset that seems like an unforgivable debt okay let's move on to relva oh i've got to meet such an interesting cleric talked about a need to secure donations for the church cause of course the donations have been lost by a bit of bad luck I sure hope no one thinks the old man had anything to do with it. Boy, wouldn't that become interesting. Um, Relva is fucking shook. He... <laughs> Relva is not okay. Kextan okay. is not okay. He goes uh-huh. over and he's like holding Relva's arms and he's just like, it's okay, it's okay. He's just, he was going to blackmail you. That's okay. That's, that's so wrong. I know Mm -hmm. you can't, he can't hurt you. That's okay. He, you just tried to get some donations. That's fine. And and Rel was like, yeah, I just, I just wanted donations. I, I was, I was trying to get money for the church. And Mm -hmm. uh, Kexton says, that's right. This horrible opportunistic guy, look at what he did to Sika. I'm so sorry. And Mm -hmm. uh, Rel was like, crying a little bit and he he hugs Kextan and Kextan is like patting his back and and he's it looks 
tender. It's bizarre because Kekstan's been bold and brash to start and then more reserved and kind of put together through the mm-hmm. night. Um, this is tender. He He's comforting an old man who just found out that he could have been blackmailed. Right. Do I get a sense that maybe Kickstan knew anything? I mean, you'd have to ask him. I, you don't get that for free. Okay, I'm going to ask. I'm just going to say, like, did you get any sort of indication from uh, Mr. Bloom that, you know, this was his intent? Hey, he was, uh, I as far as I know, he was just securing donations. Uh, he, he would donate to the church through Relva. Uh, and I, I'm shocked hearing okay. these passages. I had no idea how much that must have hurt poor Sika. I did not know this mm-hmm. famous bard was capable of such cruelty. Mm-hmm. Okay. I apologize to the both of them and just say, you know, this is not me saying this. <laughs> Trying to keep good faith, you know? Relva starts, uh, he starts a prayer. Um, he's just praying to tear, and he okay, uh, cool. is very upset. Just shut him down. Good. Yep. You made an old <laughs> I, man I essentially, cry a I essentially, bit. Just, <laughs> essentially just turned off a person. Cool. A little bit. <laughs> just restart. <laughs> reboot. Yeah, just Frank left. <laughs> All right, let's talk to Frank. Let's read the passage. I'm making my way into Frank's Inn, the haggard mule. What an interesting little inn that is. Boy, is Frank terrible with money. Anyway, uh, we've decided uh, she'll put me up for a few days and uh, host my little shindig for me. And as a result, uh, I think I'll lose all interest in her little venture. But I'm sure she'll need some help again soon enough. Is there any sort of... uh expression on her face do i see any mood change well as you can see i did host him for a few days and i did host his little shindig so um i mean all's well it ends well except for ball sack over there gestures to the <laughs> body in the room okay um varian knocks at the door have you figured it out yet <laughs> not yet give me a minute okay can i Feeds examine the, the note through the door through the mail <laughs> slot <laughs> I'm going to look at the note and is it, does it resemble like his handwriting? Did he write it? No. Or, okay. <laughs> is this too much? But if I gave them all like a piece of paper and asked them to write on it. <laughs> sure. And and then examined, would that be okay? Hey, you did say you have lots of paper and stuff. Yeah. All right. So that's what I do. I'm going to give each one of them uh, a piece of paper. And I asked them to write out the sentence. Um, <laughs> I just remembered I established Frank can't read. So, so <laughs> Frank's going to kind of try to copy the shapes. And it's okay. it looks like a 10-year-old. Not nah, like a 5-year-old did it. Okay, cool. <laughs> How does that look? Pretty good. That looks, that looks fantastic. Mm, not bad, huh? And then I'll examine each one and see... Does anybody, like, not do it? Um, no. Um, so, uh, Mugbars has these kind of little inflections that almost look like accents, just because orcs shape their letters differently. 
Okay. Sika's is also extremely bad. Um, like it's very kind of careful, but like the spacing's all weird. Like she doesn't write a whole lot. Okay. Uh, Relva's it's calligraphy basically. Like it looks like it came out of like uh, a Bible. It's it's fancier than the uh, the script there. Um, uh, Kextan, um, his is really messy. Um, he has his big armored gauntlet on and he just kind of tries to make the, the writing as good as possible. Okay. And so none of them really match, no. huh? Okay. Um, what about any of the IOUs? Do any of those match this handwriting? Uh, that would have been smart. No. Okay. I'm really fixated on this note. I mean, it was one of like three pieces of evidence. <laughs> Died from stab wound. We pulled it out. I should pull it out. Uh, I think I should pull it out. In whiskey. No. I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I think I have to do it. Uh, <laughs> oh, heavens. <laughs> You've got red. Uh, he, like, it points at somebody who's spraying blood on them. You've got a bit of red. <laughs> Just falls over dead. <laughs> if I'm doing it again, that's what's going to happen. Ah, uh, okay. I'm really stuck between Frank and Mugbar, but now it. I don't think it was the passed out one, but I mean. <sighs> okay, so the whiskey is throwing me off a little bit. Yeah. Because Frank would have had to be close to him to spill the whiskey. Yeah. Right? Um, to spill, like, whiskey enough to get him wet. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. like, near him. Right. So, I mean, so the whole thing about throwing the knives is kind of, that kind of takes it out a little bit. They would have, it would have to be close. They would have to be next to them to do this, essentially. His debt is unforgivable. I feel like an orc wouldn't, as much as he protests that it was forgiven, he would still have to kill. He is drinking whiskey. Fuck, that's racist. He's <laughs> that's wild. He's there by himself. There's really no reason for him to be there other than to kill this guy. Well, he said that he was here because he was seeking shelter like you were. <laughs> he came in a couple uh-huh. hours before. I should not talk. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to him again. And I'm gonna ask him, like, just uh, just need to clarify a few things. I need to go over, just go over your your story again. Uh, why exactly were you here again? Was it? I'm going to town to uh, work on like trade agreements uh, with the city for uh, goods and services we can't handle out in the um, in the tribe. It, like, it's easier to just buy a few nails every once in a while or have a, an influx of nails and things like, you know, metal knives and whatnot, rather than have to make do with things we can just make in the, in out where uh, we mm-hmm. live. Um, mm-hmm. So I was trusted with this because I'm pretty important in the tribe to go into town and uh, make these agreements for the tribe. And you're saying that you, you have completely forgiven and, his debt was totally paid by the tar and feathering. 
Yeah, like, if he had done a more serious crime, like, don't get me wrong, my betrothed had him in a headlock when the rest, when it, it was him squealing like a pig that got the rest of the tribe's attention, and my betrothed had him in a headlock, and when she told us what he had done, uh, yeah, we tarred and feathered him. If he had actually managed to lay a hand on her properly, he'd lose the hand. Um, this is fair. This is decided by the council. Just because it was decided by the council, you had to respect it? Um, yeah, uh, that is true, but, I mean, like, the he basically just tried to kiss her, which, I mean, pissed me off, but, like, you know, she roughed him up pretty bad. I mean, hitting him with, like, the fucking tar and feathers was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine that was a sight. That was great. I've only known this guy for a few minutes, and I would have loved to do that, for sure. He was a real ball sack. <laughs> Ball suck. All right. <laughs> uh, can I get the guard to write on a piece of paper? <laughs> uh, he do- he. I have to clear everybody. It comes back. It looks like it was stamped. <laughs> like he had a small. Does it look the same? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for keeping me on my toes, deputy. <laughs> Man, more so than Frank's voice. Varian's voice has been all over the fucking place. <laughs> oh my god, this is so it was difficult. supposed to be my uh, chipper stepdad voice, but I kept fucking it up. <laughs> uh, I love How's it. How's it going, sport? <laughs> oh man. This is a good a good thing you got going here. Wouldn't it I wouldn't it suck if it out. wasn't? Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. Um All right, I think I think I have it to kind of just do this. I mean, what's the worst that could happen if I get it wrong, really? <laughs> They're just going to hang on my guess. <laughs> all right, I'm going to gather everybody. Uh-huh. And uh I'm I ask say, Malta. I will say you'll if you get it right, you'll win. You get bonus points if you can tell me how you knew. <laughs> I mean, All you right. got like you got like a one in five. You got a twenty percent chance of getting it right. That is true. But um, okay, out of game. Yeah. Like, have I said anything where you were like, "Hmm"? Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Hey, I'll give you a hint. You've talked to the killer. <laughs> Tell you, I was fucking nervous when you were talking to the killer some of the times. <laughs> I really feel like it's Frank. Uh, but there's so many things. See, I don't think it's kickstand. I know that he would be very upset because he was, you know, kind of taking advantage of his leader. I bet people at home right now, anybody who listens to this is going to be like, it's obviously this one. I, if, <laughs> Tyler, stop being if stupid. If I did a good job, <laughs> it should be, I mean, in my mind, there's only one, There, like, the whole point was, like, div- divvying up who has motives, who has means, right. like, whatever, like, and making it so basically anybody's plausible, but there's one uh-huh. person that it lines up with the most. Right. Oh, I mean, somebody could argue that, like, no, I think this is also just as justifiable from the information provided. Which, fair enough. Catch me outside. But like, 
<laughs> I'll, I'll explain. You tell me why, and then I'll basically break it down for you in more detail if you're right or like explain. Okay. I'm going to talk to Mugbar one more time. All right. I'm going to ask him if he can. He doesn't have to tell me exactly what the letter, letter says that his betrothed. Be, what is it? Betrothed. 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 That's not Orcus. That's uh, English. Said. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna, I want him to kind of summarize it. Um, basically saying like, well, like, I hope you have a good time on the road. Uh, hopefully you don't run into that asshole. Hopefully you come again home soon. Um, you know, if the chieftain found out what you were doing to his daughter, he might turn feather you. Orcish lol. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. Well, the chief, she's the chieftain's daughter. Right. Is betray- it's a, it, that's a joke. Okay. <laughs> you know, the same way you don't want your right, wife's okay. parents thinking about that. I was like, oh, no. I was like, that, maybe that's Mo. No, it's just like, I hope you come again home soon. Like, kisses gotcha, and hugs. Okay. Like, you'll do great cool. at the meeting. Right. And then it's like a little joke. Like, haha, this guy's stupid. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring everybody together. Yeah, and I'm going to say Evans that I believe. <laughs> Put him in. I believe PG, PG. that it was <laughs> Frank. Varying calls from the door. Are you sure, deputy? <laughs> I am twenty percent sure. <laughs> what does everybody else think? And everybody else in the room kind of goes, I don't know. And Varian said, a great question. If I asked everybody else what, who they thought it was. Oh, you want to, we're, this is it. This is your last moment to do something like this. Okay. I'm going to, yeah. Before I accuse anybody and say fully that it was them, uh, I'm going to ask, I want to ask each person. Okay. Who, who they think it was. Who do you want to start with? <laughs> Uh, Mugbear. Um, I mean, it seems strange to me that a, uh, it, it seems like maybe Frank's money problems could be solved if she murdered a really rich guy and she could throw a knife from basically anywhere. Um, <laughs> I like how you're using my arguments. It might be Frank. <laughs> Who's next? I'm going to ask Frank next. Uh, Frank says, oh, I don't know. Um, I don't, it wasn't me. Uh, I mean, perhaps, uh, I, I actually, I, I, I thought about this recently. I don't think any of the other characters, they don't all have the same information you do either. I'll point out. Um, yeah, but I just want a generalized thing. Like if they had to pick somebody, I think Frank would probably say Mugbar. Just because, I mean, it's an orcish dagger. I mean, uh, Sika was uh, in her cups the whole week. I don't think she had it in her to murder him. Sika might say, uh, yeah, I think Mugbar might have. I mean, unless I did it blackout drunk, I think Mugbar did it. And um, Relva, uh, like, I don't think I have enough information to say. I, I don't. I'm not the deputy here. I I don't want to feel that I chose the death of somebody that might be innocent here. I've talked to Varian about the the, the judge's boner. 
I don't think this is good justice. <laughs> I um, what does Tyr have to say? I mean, Tyr says punish the wicked, but we need to know who the wicked is. I mean, right. Balsigius was pretty wicked, but I mean, murder is not justified here. I've uh, uh maybe the ranger, the the ranger. I mean, I've never known a ranger to be able to sleep like that. Uh, and. For days, I mean, rangers can stalk in the middle of the night and stab things. And just, it, no, it, it might have been her dagger. Okay. And all right, Kekstan. Kekstan, Kekstan says, uh, "Well, um, I do believe that. Uh, I mean, Frank stood to uh, profit here. I mean, uh, she has a, an establishment. Um, there's." Uh, she she said how he was damaging the upstairs. Uh, she is missing many knives from a knife block. Maybe she uh, had a, an orcish dagger in there. Um, and she can do a no-look throw. I mean, I think it's a bit of a slam dunk. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Frank. Okay. <laughs> now... This is double doggy, are you sure? Varian calls from the door. Are you sure, deputy? This is your last chance, are you sure? I would I would say this regardless of who you picked. Yes. You're sure. That's who I'm going with. That is my final Varian answer. Varian just asked, now Mike is asking, are you sure? Yep, I am. That's the final answer. Okay. Can you explain why you think Frank did it? Um, <laughs> so... I think she did it because obviously this uh, Mr. Bloom is a pain in the butt. Um, He's been damaging her business. Um, Clearly, you know, she's not fantastic with money. Um, And maybe the bar was going to be closing soon. And clearly he was a... He had a lot of money, so, I mean, she could have just taken it from him. She can throw a knife from far away. She doesn't have to look. It was dark when it happened. She clearly has whiskey. <laughs> um, she had a means of getting the dagger out of Sika's holster. Sika's been around a decent amount, so she probably knew that they had the dagger there. Um, and it would point to the ogre. Or the orc, sorry. I always call him an ogre. I don't know why. Clearly she wanted to frame Mugbar a little bit. But yeah, that's that's what I have. Okay. I'm going to take this time to leave a gap. <laughs> if anybody wants to pause, give it a good think, and then hit play, uh-huh. I'll reveal what happens next. Okay. I'm going to be so sad if I'm wrong. <laughs> it's definitely Mugbar, isn't it? Varying calls from the door. Are you sure, deputy? Yep. A second noose appears through the the mail slot. <laughs> Are you double sure, deputy? This is your last chance. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to say yes. What does everybody else think? Mugbar, uh, Frank, Kextan, Relva, and Sika all shrug dramatically and say, I don't know. And then... Uh, <laughs> Varian calls from the door. What does everybody else think? And then the walls collapse outwards. The f- the upper floor <laughs> folds like a pop-up 
book going back to flat <laughs> as you can see what was once the crowd that was in making a ruckus inside the inn is now in bleachers outside the inn looking in spotlights come on and clapping happens Balsigia stands up from the floor and says, Oh, my murder. You almost <laughs> solved it. You were so close to solving my murder. Oh, man. But why don't we see what happened? And we go to a big um, magic screen. And <laughs> we see scenes of um, Kekstan looking on in disapproval as his father, Relva, is gambling away the donations from their church. We see them approaching Balsigius, the loan shark, to try to get more money back to make up for their donations lost at gambling. A bit of bad luck. Uh We see them losing even more money. Relva panicking. Being caught gambling is enough to get kicked out of the order altogether. We see this night, they both know that they're going to be there. Uh They know Balsigius is having this event. Relva wringing his hands, praying for forgiveness from his God, and wondering if he'll be able to ask for forgiveness of his debts from the loan shark. Kekstan, however, has other things on his mind. Kekstan, (laughs) as Frink mentioned, had been drinking whiskey. He was drinking the whole night. Shit. Building courage. Uh We saw, as one of the other patrons was leaving the bar Kekstan demonstrated lay on hands and sobered him up Kekstan waited for his moment in the confusion after the banshee screech grabbed the dagger from the unconscious Sika and carried it over with his cup of liquid courage and stabbed the man who could had the only evidence that his father was a gambling addict And that information could get him disbarred from the order. He then dropped the whiskey cup, got rid of it, Mm -hmm. sobered himself up, and left the dagger there. At no point did he ever actually lie to you. The only time I would say that I could have been a little bit more forthcoming, but you never asked. That's fair. He reeked of whiskey. And his explanation Uh. would have been, it was in the fight with the drunkard that puked on him. And also spilled whiskey on him. Right. You also never asked him to remove his gauntlet when he did a copy of the note. That note was his reminder to himself he had to do this because Balsigius would never forgive the debt and the church would never forgive Relva for losing all the donations. Interesting. And the crowd claps. (laughs) Balsigius stands up and pulls away all the the, uh, special effects makeup off his chest. Well, I think he's done a good job. It was a pretty good investigation, (laughs) if I may say so myself. And and the crowd's just clapping for you. This has been grand entertainment. Um, Well, I know next time I'll have to be even more clever in Balsigius Murder Mystery Party! (laughs) credits come up from the floor oh shit that was really good <laughs> i'm sad that i didn't get it i miss i didn't write down the part where uh kickstand was drinking 
Yeah, um, he would have lied. The, yeah. the thing is, he never had to lie to you. I was going to try to avoid lying as Kekstan and Relva as much as possible. Also, Relva had right. no idea Kekstan was going to do it and would never have implicated him. Um, right. Kekstan never lied to you, if I recall. Um, he yeah. kind of walked around the, the actual truth a little bit. He did suspect right. that um, uh, Balsigius could or would blackmail uh, about this, but it was mostly... Um, the loan shark would be the best piece of evidence that his father was a gambler. And also it was trying to make it clear. Uh, well not super clear, but their father and son, it's not just a, uh, a yeah, pair. I kind of figured it was like something like that. Yeah. Well, I hope you like it. It was, uh, I, I did pick up on the gambling thing, but honestly completely forgot about that after. I guess that means I did it right. Yeah, you did. You did a good job. That was great. Because I honestly didn't really even, like, they weren't even really on the list. Oh, shit. We should have done a uh, a green text in between before the reveal. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's all right. (laughs) Yeah, write into. uh, That was was amazing. Send us an email if you figured it out. Tell us when you had your answer locked in, if you were right or not. Yeah, that was was great. Thanks, Mike. That was uh, quality quality content uh top-notch murder mystery i loved every second of it um i highly suggest that we do this again (laughs) you might get it right if i do it twice (laughs) and uh yeah uh follow us on instagram at the argle burgle pod uh send us your emails at the argle burgle pod at gmail.com and thanks for working in. Thanks for arguing by. Stick around to hear a short green text and us talk about uh, anything Tyler might have missed. Uh, do you have any questions about anything that might not have been clear? Uh, no, it was all it was all really clear. Like once you laid it out as to what happened, it all clicked in, and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, I missed okay. that. I didn't write that down." So it didn't it didn't feel <laughs> like oh bullshit. Like no, no, it was it was good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah like Hextan isn't in the notes anywhere. Like, and he ha- he acts like he has zero beef with uh Balsigius. right um i was gonna consider saying that um there was like a little bit of like singed flesh around where the dagger came out but um i had already said i didn't want to make it too dnd-esque stuff so i did directly say he uses lay on hands there's no ambiguity like he touches the guy and he sobers up it was yeah like he, he literally lay did lay on hands so that you would be aware if he did it again. Also, uh, one thing that didn't come up, uh, why didn't uh, Relvin revive him? Relvin sold all his spell components for gambling debts. (laughs) That's good. I love it. (laughs) I honestly, like, when you said that in the beginning, I was like, that is going to be important. And then I completely glossed over it for the rest of the for the rest of the that's game. the way it works though on these shows and stuff oh yeah i have to give you so many things that may or may not matter like 
I should have had like the shimmering hat be somewhere in the in. Uh, yeah, I should have had a shimmering hat up in his room. I think I was going to, and I forgot about it. The, the thing is, I'm have my notes spread out across several pages. Yeah, I can imagine this is like. Did, how long did it take you to do this? Like put it all together. So I remembered that I said I would do it this week, Sunday evening after I had a gummy. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'm not doing it now. And then when I was going to bed, I was like sobered up and I was just like, oh, um, I, here's a few ideas. Cause I kind of had a bit of an idea in my head. And then I wrote down some of the characters and then when I, I like tried to sleep and then I, Every time I couldn't sleep, I'd roll over and I'd add more to it. And then when I woke up, I fleshed it out. I changed like some of the characters' roles and names. Um, when I had some breaks at work, I would work on it a little bit. That evening, I put a bunch of time into it. And the next morning, I looked at what I had wrote the night before and I didn't like it. And I redid a lot of stuff. And then it was one of those things where the more I wrote, the more I was watching pieces click together. And then it was just right. a, that job of like, all right everybody needs a motive or if they don't have a motive, they need like considerable means or whatever. Frank was never supposed to be um, who it was because Frank is the only person that has no debt at all. Kekstan also doesn't have any debt, but he has a motive. Right. So it it was supposed to be like, who's drinking whiskey, who has a debt, who could have stabbed him with a dagger. And uh, obviously we had an orc and a ranger who trades with orcs to make it clear, like who could have had access to the dagger. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was good. I I really enjoyed that. I suppose we should do a green, a quick green. Yeah, let's do a green text. We gotta do a Fungens one. I feel like next time, like if if we ever decide to do that again, uh, we can get uh, get other people in on it. Get Sydney in here. Oh my god, I would I would need see, somebody see to work the characters probably, but I don't know if I'd uh, <laughs> trust anybody as well as the way I am I am with things. That's fair. No, that was, that was awesome. You did a great job. I appreciate it. Sydney can't wait to try her luck. Let me know how she does. If she gets it, uh, I, I'm I'd say be sad. she will. <laughs> that's just the way she is. I don't know if I've ever done this one before. I might have. We had a campaign in D D where we assembled a steampunkish time. I I think I've done this one before. I feel like there's been a steampunk D D one before. Ah, uh, we did this. I'll do another one too. But this one's good and relevant. We had a campaign in D&D where we assembled a steampunkish time machine. After many sessions of traveling through time, uncovering mysteries, and learning harsh lessons about changing history, we had to stop a time-traveling cult from destroying the gods, and therefore the world. And we failed. Our machine crashed. We were stranded earlier than we'd ever been able to travel. We found the gods, but only a few of them were present. It was as if some had never existed. And then we realized. We had to become the gods. Our party was entirely divine, a cleric, a paladin, an avenger, an invoker. And each of us worshipped a god who had become unmade. We were the only people in existence with enough knowledge of forgotten deities to assume their roles. But two of the players worshipped Ayo in his twin forms of Tiamat and Bahamut, who of course would form later after Ayo's death. And only one could come to be Ayo. The other would have to be the uncreated Asmodeus. So, the most just, honorable, and dedicated, lawful good paladin I've ever seen roleplayed became the god of tyranny and evil. If he hadn't, the gods would have never defeated the primordials, and the world would never have been created. In our setting, 
Asmodeus is every bit the epitome of evil you would expect him to be. Nobody but the gods who abide his presence know him as otherwise. He adheres to this role because he knows he has to, and in doing so the world can exist. They can never tell anyone his duty, and no one who knows can ever discuss it. In the farthest recesses of the Nine Hells, in a chamber sealed tighter than any other in existence, is a pocket watch of the finest known craft work, with a photo of his family in it, his wife, his son, and a baby girl. They were killed by an orc army marching under the orders and banner of Asmodeus, and their deaths were what drove him to become an adventurer. Mm, that was really good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking you. <laughs> that would be like a wild ending. That kind of hurts as a DM to ask somebody to do that. Yeah, like, but I mean, can you imagine being the, the player to be like, yeah, like my my character went on to be a god? I mean, that's fun, yeah. I got to level 20. I'm a bitch. <laughs> I'm a deity. How about one? How about one that you might like more? <laughs> Be a paladin. Played like an efficient SWAT officer. I might have done this one before too. Be a paladin. Played like an efficient SWAT officer. Despise orcs more than anything you can imagine. <laughs> Broed up with a dwarf who also hates orcs. Slaughter an orc village. The rest of the party, oh except for the dwarf, <laughs> feel like shit because it's me and the dwarf are torching guts with people Holy crying shit. inside. <laughs> they don't say anything to me about it though because I'm the tactical enforcer of the group. <laughs> Battling in a cavern, knocked over the edge of a ledge. Dwarf, bo- dwarf bro grabs me. My helmet has come off for the first time in the game. I'm a half-orc. <laughs> the dwarf lets go of my hand. Oh, God. <laughs> That's wild. Yep. And what a, what a twist. Oh, the picture is the most shocked face, and it just says, the entire game table win. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, like, I played this entire thing. I knew that this was going to be a one-time deal. And I played it trying not to hurt any of the characters' feelings. <laughs> These you... people decided to burn down villages. <laughs> I was so worried when you made the old, old man cry because um, he found out that, you know, his his greatest fears could come true, that he was going to get blackmailed. Right. And, uh, you know, there's his son. I just completely glazed over his it. His son's fears are also <laughs> confirmed. And I was trying so hard not to say, and that's why I did it, basically. <laughs> oh, there would have been a whole monologue if you if you told it. I would have had to add a little bit, but there would have been a monologue. Oh, man. That would have been great. I'm sorry. I'll get it next time. <laughs> like the, the same mystery? Yeah, let's do the exact same one yeah, again. get Blackout Drum tonight. Half the time. See if you can piece it together. <laughs> Oh, man, that was really good. <laughs> Ooh, it's going to be a lot of editing. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be uh, it's going to be a big one. But I appreciate you and you're doing great. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you, too. Oh, me and Sydney were watching something. And uh, it was a guy saying, like, 
Well, sometimes you have to put a lot of effort into something because, I mean, what's the point of life if you can't even get this right? And how are you supposed to have an impact on everybody, anybody's life if you can't even get this one simple thing right? If you have to put effort into it to <laughs> prove that you even existed. And I was working on this and Sydney was working on her own project. We kind of looked at each other and we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> it's proof I existed, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this whole podcast is that. <laughs> ah, it's a friend book for it's a it's a friend book for scrap. <laughs> uh, I like that friend book for scrap.